friends and family who are seriously sick. I had a Christian friend said to me, there must be something wrong in your church. That's what they said to me. There's something wrong in your church. They didn't know, they didn't say it must be something. They said there is something wrong in the church. And I was annoyed, I was angry because I didn't believe it was right and I didn't believe it was God. And, uh, but anyway, that's just what's happening in this time we're in. But when Pastor Ben asked me, they're switching just to communion now. So God, in all these things, it'd be quite easy for me to become more anxious and more fearful and things like that. But how God's ways aren't our ways is, is amazing. And so when I was getting ready for communion, I thought, normally I, I, God gives me some amazing <laughs> revelations and it's a little bit, I'm a little bit out there sometimes, aren't I, when I share. But I felt, no, no, I'll just, I just feel to relate it to the Passover, which as many of you would know, the Passover, when uh, the night before they left Egypt and uh, the blood had to be put on the, the doorposts and, and so on, and it was a major, still is a major, major thing as I did some reading and updating my reading on the Passover. It's a major thing in, in the Jewish history and calendar, still is today. And it's a very important meal they have, the Passover meal. And so much so they have specific food and, and so on and so on. But the scripture tells us in the night Jesus was betrayed, he tied in all of the Old Testament and the New Testament together. So much so that we, we sometimes just limit ourselves to what we've heard or what we've read. But in the Old Testament, one of the things with the Passover that was so powerful was God said, I'm going to send the angel of death. Now, this, in my prophetic mind, I believe we're living in a time like no other in human history. And if we look at the news, which if you look at news, you're going to hear one thing, one thing, one thing, COVID, 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 COVID. It's epidemic, it's going crazy, and it's so easy to become anxious. It is so easy. And for those of us who have reason to be anxious and fearful, it just multiplies it. And I just sense today there are people, literally a few people here are struggling with fear and, and that type of anxiety. And, and God's been doing a, a miracle in my life to deal with that. But in the Passover, you know, the interesting thing, at Passover is very personal. It was each family and for us, communion. And those who are handing out communion have done that, great. I just, just thought we'd make sure that's done. But the interesting thing, even though it was so personal and it brings us back to what Christ has done for each one of us, the Passover that, that happened way back there then and there's still truths in there for us today in our communion or some, call, you know, churches called the Eucharist and the Lord's Supper and so on. The truth is that it affected the whole generation. It affected nations. And what we have in Christ now, not only is, is for us useful, but it changes our church and it can change our community. Because what it was, it was this angel of death which was for the enemy. But we have the enemy trying to bring into us, into Christians, this fear and anger. It's not just about, you know, of catching this disease, but everything that's happening so much so, I keep seeing and, and I'm saying to other Christians that it seems to be dividing Christians and churches from this extreme to that extreme. And when we look at the teaching of the Bible as a whole and we look at the Passover, it was about God bringing deliverance in the midst of death. And this is what communion is for us. In the midst of this, even though in our life, God is, it's pretty obvious, God's trying to show me something. You're surrounded by death. 
your friends are dying and I don't understand it. There is no logical reason, if you know Michelle, that God would have, you know, we don't understand as humans why he would have took her home. She's the most productive, most beautiful person and most active mind and she's done so much in her life. Why would God take her home? But when I had a husband there and he was sharing last night just the journey of what he's going through and he's weeping, it's like God just took away the fear from me. Because the revelation came that our lives are in his hands. And what God has, and when you have in your hands, isn't just for the thankfulness, and it's so important of what Christ's done for us. With that whole nation in the midst of that, that evil nation, in the midst of what the devil was trying to do with Christ and with, Egypt, with Israel, he brought deliverance and provision. And he says in Isaiah 53, what Christ did, he fulfilled that Passover. In the midst of all what's happening in the earth and the world today, the Passover and the symbols we have today don't just speak of that, that sacrifice which is so precious to us personally, but it speaks of generations. It speaks of whatever's happening in the world, that God is bigger than any of that. That is minute to what our God has. And I want to encourage you today that as we partake this, we're not only thankful for that, but we thank God that he delivers us from the fear of hell and death. The last enemy to be overcome is death. And he destroyed death on the cross. And even though in our life and when Judy shared uh, on that day a few weeks ago, on the same day, the same things are happening. I'm hearing reports from people that I know and love and friends. We've been given a terminal sentence, a terminal sentence. And in the natural, I would be fearful. And I was. The reason I can't... I cancelled out of this. It was not fearful of, of death, but fearful of what this is going to be. Don't put it off because you, know, you need to find out. Well, I've had it for six or 12 months now. But my life, I need to understand. And, and, and I'll go ahead and do, and I love what the gift of, of doctors and things like that. But they are not Jesus Christ. And I thank him for what he's doing in my life. And I want to encourage you to be thankful for what Christ is not only doing in your life, but to encourage you that whatever anxiety and whatever fear we have, it sometimes takes some, some teaching and some journey with Christ. But you know what the enemy would die to do? And you know, last night, I, I, I kept saying to God, I want to have that intimacy that I had with you years and years ago, our first love. And I haven't had a God dream for so long. And I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. And you know what I was dreaming? because I've been trialling this, you know, the face mask for, for sleep apnea, <clears throat> which is obviously helpful for my bad heart and so on. I was dreaming that I was trying to speak in church. And I couldn't. But what was happening physically, I could dream, you know, and I was breathing well, but I was trying to talk. And Judy said, you were talking in your sleep. So as I'm dreaming, I'm actually doing it physically and she said, but I couldn't understand you. I said, that's what was happening in the dream. I thought, I can't speak because I'm limited. And I'm fearful that I can't do it. And in the dream, God said, just talk the best you can. Talk the best you can. And, and, and I woke up and took the mask off because I've had enough five hours of the mask. That's enough for me. And Judy says, you were talking in your sleep. And I, to my knowledge, I've never spoken in my sleep before. And I said, I was. In the dream, I was speaking. But God is speaking to us. And I want to encourage you today that as we take this, whatever your need is, hang in there. You know, I think 18 months, two years for the sickness of it is just too much, but it's not. And how God deals with us, and he's so good and gracious, and what Pastor Ben shared today, 
the blessing. I just feel today God wants to bless you. And those of us who just are struggling, the more we're struggling, the more he wants to bless us today. Let's partake quietly together. Amen. Thanks, Pastor. We're excited today to have Ashok Michelle come to preach for us. Um, of those of you who don't know Ashok, Ashok and Emily run Good Samaritan Ministries, which is a mission in India that we support. And uh, at the moment, Ashok is, has had an amazing year. Uh, you talk about silver linings when it comes to COVID and so forth. He's had an amazing year as at being able to minister to pastors in India using Zoom. He has a Zoom meeting every week and has anywhere between 15 to 40-odd pastors dial in to this Zoom meeting where he teaches and talks and encourages them and, and prays with them. And they, just a few weeks ago, they had an overnight prayer meeting where they prayed all night together over Zoom. And so he's able to minister, and it's just been amazing to see what the doors God is opening for as a ministry, Good Samaritan Ministries, probably got close to 40 pastors they're supporting at this time uh, and having an influence uh, in churches and establishing churches. So it's really exciting that he can come and preach for us on the first Sunday of 2022. So why don't you put your hands together for a shake as he comes. Thank you, Ben. Happy New Year's, all of you. How are you all today? Could you say someone, are you happy today? Sorry. Just recently, um, Seema gave me for my birthday, this bookmarks just fall up, so that's why I thought I'll tell you. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity, and uh, first Sunday of this 2022, it's a wonderful time. And the first Sunday, it is a blessing to spend time in the presence of God. Today, like in my country, the church will be back. Who doesn't come all the year, also they will come at least the first Sunday of the year. <laughs> yeah. And same with the Christmas. There will be no room. Yeah. My father, very, very rarely he used to go to church. But Christmas... He will go, and if there is Lord's Supper, my mother and he together, they will go. Last couple of months back, I was thinking of my dad, and uh, it hit to my head, I mean the head, saying that the closeness I had with my dad, after my dad died, what did that closeness feel with that? Because something has to fill it. Something has to take that place, isn't it? So that's what I was thinking. And that's where this message is spoke to me today. And I, this word, of, I have been meditating for probably a month or two months. Every day, this, 
this spoke to me so much. Let's, before we go to the word of God, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord. We want to praise you once again this, uh, this morning, Lord. Lord God, we come to your presence. Lord, you speak to us. Lord Holy Spirit, you are the speaker. Lord God, all the people that has come, Lord, you speak to every one of them. Help that, that you're close to them and help them to know that what you could do in their life, what's empty in their heart, what's the space in their heart that they had, they might have for somebody, but they have passed away, or something that is they have lost, but what you could do, Lord, you will speak to us today. Father God, you are the speaker this morning. We pray that your anointing and your words will flow, Lord God, this morning. We give glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you have Bible... Please turn with me. Psalms 121, verse 5. Psalms 121, verse 5. It says, The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your said at your right hand. As I was thinking of my dad, then God brought me that. Lord is your right hand. Lord is with you even Though the closeness you had, because, you know, as a, some of you, you know where I'm from, what sort of village I'm from, because there's, there was nothing. Family is everything, and the parents, they do hard work, and they support children. And that closeness that I had with my dad, then long time ago he died while I was young, but, you know, those days we did not have much food. That's one of the things I wish he was alive today because I could have provided some food for him to eat. Because those days when we said no second time, first time you will not have. And one of the funny things I will tell you, those days when you go to a restaurant to eat, they will give the menu and there will be two types. There was no call small size, regular size. Large size. We had only two sides. What size do you want to know? Eh? Full meals or half meals. So whenever we have opportunity, we get that half meals. <laughs> we want to get full meals. So in that situation, you know, I have come across and this... I was thinking of this, then these words came to me, and I have been meditating. Here, the psalmist says, the Lord is your said at your right hand. And this year, the first Sunday, the first sermon that you are hearing, and God wants to say you that, I am at your right hand. I am a said at your right hand. When generally, when you observe the appearance of the shadow, they are not permanent. But why does God comparing to this shadow? They are not here just before it was nice and now it is the sun gone and the, all, all of a sudden the weather changed here again sun comes. Why does God comparing to this shadow of this that is not permanent? 
But when we deeply meditate this word, it has a very meaning. It has a very God. It has a very special and very unique character. God is wanted to reveal through this scripture. Generally, the shadow are not constant, and this verse is. This verse does not tell the Lord will be your shadow or Lord was your shadow, but He said. The Lord is your said at your right hand. Means he wanted to tell you that. Note the shadow of the world that is using in your eye every day in your experience. I mean, not that kind of shadow. I am a shadow. I am a shadow. Unchanging shadow. I am an unfailing shadow. And I am an unmoving shadow. And today, God wants to encourage you this, this year. You know, put your trust in this God's shadow. Come under his shadow. And because he is unchanging, this, you know, this generally when we see the shadow of this world, morning in our back and evening in our front and in the noontime probably in the your right and in the, you know, in the, again in the evening it may be left. But God is not comparing to that. He is a He is wanted to tell that I am your said at your right hand, and the God is not move around. Usually, the said move around, the shadow move around. God is not a God where the shadow is in the morning but not in the evening. He is a shadow at all time. He is a shadow who was on the left side. He is not a shadow who was on the left side and not right in the evening, but he is a unmoving shadow. People don't have usually confidence or people don't have any depend on this shadow. But God, you want to say that, here we read that Lord is our keeper, where we can put confidence. He is our shadow at our right hand. He is our keeper. He is unfailing. That's what the word of God says that in Hebrew, all the things may be fail, but I will not fail. I will not forsake you. I will be with you. And this year, hold this word that God, you are my shadow. And under your shadow, I will find the protection. And as I have been meditating, this couple of points comes to my mind. When you read Psalms chapter 91 verse 1, it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This is the shadow where we abide in. This is the shadow where we get rest for our life. What God will do, remain as a shadow. How God will lead us as a shadow. When you look at the Old Testament, God led the Israelites by day, literally, by day he became a pillar of cloud for them. And by night, pillar of fire. God protected them for 40 years. He led them, literally. The same God today, he can lead us. He is the shadow that can, it uh, goes with us. He can lead us. 
And as we read Psalms chapter 63, verse 7, it says, For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. In the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. What kind of shadow is this? This is the shadow that will give us pleasure. This is the shadow that will make us to rejoice. God wanted to bring to us under his shadow and he wanted to give rejoice. He wanted to make us rejoice. The Lord will give us pleasures in his shadow. Why would someone rejoice in the shadow? Of course, here you don't walk lots. I mean, you go for walking, means you, go, you don't go for a destination that I'm going to that house, I will walk, you want to walk. But where, where I'm from, we used to walk with my father miles and miles and kilometers and kilometers we walk. And we know what, what place is the best place to sit down. Because that's the best place, a big tree, it's under shadow, it's beautiful, it's just why someone rejoice in the shadow? Let's read Job chapter 7, verse 2. It says, Like a slave who longs for the shadows, and like a hired, hired laborer waiting to be paid. Why a laborer? He longs, he longing, he desires to come under shadow. Because shadow will give little bit cool comfort, little bit comfort that our God is a God. He wanted to, when we comes under his shadow, he wanted to give us a comfort. And you might have seen like a construction places and all. He, if the manager or the supervisor of the construction company, he will not go and stand in the sun and look as the labor work. No, probably he will be in his car, air condition is on, and he will watch, isn't there? And you might have even seen when the king is walking, what people, the slave or the servant will, what will carry the big umbrella, and go with. King is under umbrella, but who is holding the umbrella? The servant, he is a scorching heat, the scorching hot on them. But our God is not a God. Our God is a God who wants to give, who wants us to make rejoice in his presence. He is not a God who will be under umbrella and we would be walking on this hot sun. The Bible says that Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4a, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. God, Jesus carried our burden and suffering for us so that we can have life. So that we can rejoice in him. Means our God is not a God who sit under the shadow and made us to walk and work on the hot sun. It is opposite. Our God, he suffered for us. That's why we have to put our trust in him. Because that shadow is unfailing shadow. 
the wrath of God, the wrath of the punishment was upon us, but he took on him. God carried our shame and he made us walk with honor. honor. God carried our weakness and made us strong. God carried our sin and gave us grace. Our sorrows and grief, he took it away and gave us and made us rejoice in his shadow. And he stand beside us in the form of a shadow. In the Philippians chapter 2 verse 6 to 8, we read there, who being is very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used or some to be his advantage. Sorry, I missed that. The next it says, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of servant, being made in human likeness and being found a appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Hallelujah. Our God is a God. He is the shadow that under him we can have rejoice. We can have, we can have life of full. We can have joy in his presence. He makes us rejoice. He does not see us as a servant. He does not see us as a slave. And God has given us the spirit of adoption. That's why we call him Abba Father. He made us son and daughters. He made us his son and daughter through his son Jesus Christ. God has given this his authority that whoever believe in him and they became his children. The Lord bring us in his shadow and give us joy and pleasure. You can say today that Lord I will rejoice in your shadow. In your wings, I will rejoice. The Bible, in the Bible, we see whoever encounters and when they put their trust in God, God, when, when they lean on God and God removed, their, God removed them from the heat of the sun and brought them under his shadow. And like Ruth, the, her life was full of sorrow upon sorrow. Grief upon grief. She lost her husband. She lost her father-in-law. And not only that, she also lost her co-sister, Ophas, husband. She was great shamed. What people would have said about her, it was full of reproach and shame. And sorrow upon sorrow. Her entire life was filled with grief and tears. And added to that, her mother-in-law said, you can go back to your father's house. Probably she would have so broken where I would go. Hmm? All my hope is gone. And uh, now even my mother-in-law, she doesn't want. Where, what should I do? She, she would have stand in this hopeless situation. But let's read what the Boaz says about her. Boaz said a beautiful about Ruth, Ruth chapter 2, verse 12. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Hallelujah. When there is no hope, when there is nothing, all oh, she had to that. She had to trust in God 
and she followed her mother-in-law. And beautiful words, Boaz says, encouraged her. The same God we trust. When we come under his, the first thing in his shadow, he will make us rejoice. Not the world give the joy, but this joy will nothing can take away. When you have nothing, but you have everything. When you have nothing, you have but everything. That experience you will not find anywhere in this world. Only under the shadow of God. Our God reward us. What this reward is? God crown with rejoice to his children. Whoever drenching in sorrow. Whoever drowning in all kind of affliction. Which past has the same when they come under the wing of the Lord, the shadow remove their sorrow and give them joy in his God's shadow. Our God is a God who makes us rejoice. This year, come under shadow of God. Come under his wing. He will protect you and make you rejoice. Maybe here today, with full of troubles, feeling like a scorching heat upon you, feeling no future in 2022. Maybe you are like a root, sorrow and grief in your life. That is bringing you down. That is holding you down. You may feel that. There is no future. There is no joy. Come under this shadow of God. We have a God, a faithful God, who will take us and make us rejoice. And who will make us rejoice under his shadow. This year God is saying to you, I will bring you under my shadow and make you rejoice. I will restore your sorrow with joy. Maybe someone who is going through this path of tears. When will you might be thinking, well, my this tears will when? When I will he hear the laughing at my house. When I'm going to forget the, all the sorrows. When I'm going to escape the hot of the sun, but the Lord says, I will be shadow for you. He will make you rejoice under his shadow. Let us come under his wings. And that is the first point I want to say that in go under his shadow, he will make us rejoice. I have taken I have taken that shadows. I'm under his shadow. There was a full of sorrows in my life. I can't explain all that. But still I'm trusting. Even this 21, I had to face a couple of so much of so much of things. Some of you may not know. We have faced so much of trouble. But under his wings, I'm safe. Even all these things that comes, God is my shadow at right hand. That's what we could, I can declare. And let us look to the, my second point today. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 2. He made my mouth like a serpent sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a police arrow and concealed me in his quiver. This is a very interesting, actually, words that I have uh, come across and I have meditating. Yeah. The first thing we learned that God give us rejoice 
under his shadow and second thing i want to say that he hid us in the shadow of his hand and only such and when we look at any weapons they gone through lot of i mean they the initially they come through a raw materials then they go through lot of procedures they come to a safe isn't it and lot of weapons they don't go to fridge to fridge they go fire to fire you know they don't go to fridge to fridge in cool place no they go all this hitting place where the melt and where all these things take place then they come, come to a safe you know but why the bible say that it's god he has created us he is the created he is our created and he not only created but he also made us but, but just now we read he sharpen us eh god is sharpening us that's enough but why does he hide under his hand and he say, it says and police and after policing it says that he hide it he conceal it in his quiver why does this need and moreover age all did this all we know this weapons in years ago the gun was like you know when uh, before like 2000 you know gun always i saw in picture but one day i saw on my front and my back i think i i would have said that many time with you but as we talk about weapons and to say it was 1997 august 1st august 5 5th of august i was not in my own state i was far away and i was working with a small big mission and it was 9 quarter past 9 pm and those this it was warm did this also those this it's so warm and we were sitting outside all of a sudden seven people they rushed towards us all of them have that ak47 and but they rushed towards us but they one thing said don't move nothing will happen that was very good thing yeah that was really it's give me little bit okay first don't move nothing will happen even though they have a gun nothing will happen then one person put one ak put it on my back then another person we were three people were sitting another person put another person on their back then who was the head of our institute they put not a like 47 to a pistol on his forehead oh, today the end of my journey today the end we of course they didn't kill of course <laughs> yes you know means that, that encounter terrible that when i think of that now i give for i mean it's long time ago so i'm forgetting but you know what they did is that they kidnap our coordinator and 
and uh, the next day he came back alive. That was very good. Yes, thank the Lord. Or else I would have lived probably that place where I was working. And that is, he came back and he told, he encouraged me. He never said that what happened all that time. He didn't say me, oh, they gave me chicken soup overnight. And they, don't worry, just they took it, all like that. Then later I find out that they demanded money. So later he took the money from the, the mission money and he handed them over after one month or something like that. What, why I want to say this, opens, you know, we see it gone through a lot of experience and it comes to, but where God is comparing here, God wanted to foolish this open. And many times we, you know, God wanted to foolish our life. God wanted to uh, take all the, the wrinkles, the, the dust and the, all these things that is just to make it is clean and nice and ready for use. Gen, yeah, generally when we look at this open, this arrow spear are used to kill or to fight with enemies. Why do we want to police them? Being sharpened is more enough and we no need to police them. But this weapon staying without shape is more important. Why do we police them? That's right. Anyway, it's going to the quivers. Why we need to police them? And it is moreover, it is not visible for a man or for a people when we they put the the weapons or the arrow in the quiver. Why do we police them? God, God says, God says, though it not seen by men, He wanted to police it. In other words, I want to police this sign. I want to police this and make it sign. I want to beautify, not for the eye of the men, but God wants this police error to hide in a secret place. And Bible say, in the shadow of his hand, he hide and police us. People usually this kind of weapons use in the battle. But when it comes to police, police, God does not police in front of anybody in the people, but he hid, he, he, he hide and police it. We are arrow in the mighty hand of God. We are the vessel in the hand of God. We are awesome in his, we are weapons in his hand. God not only created us, he not only sharpened us, before he uses us, he wanted to soften us in a secret place. In another word, God wanted to sanctify our life. God wanted to sign the inner characters of our life. God wanted to beautify that no people can see. And this, he wanted to make us perfect. And he wanted to give his divine character in us. He wanted to put us. That's why. He wanted to police us. If you see ever loving father, what will do a child? When the child is playing, he somehow, even he don't see, he will keep his eye on that child. But the child who is playing, if make a crying or something, a loving father or mother will run. What happened? The same father, when he see child is playing, but the child is used the appropriate words. The same father will not run 
to immerse him. Eh? He will, all right, you come home, I will talk to you. You come, then when come to home, he will take to his chamber. He will take to his room. You did wrong. And the same way our God is God. He don't want to make all that we have done in our life. In secretly, he wanted to polish us. Secretly, he wanted to make us sharp and shine. And so that he can keep in his quiver and his right time he will use us. In his right time, he wanted to exalt us. You might have gone through that kind of policing experience. When he comes in the Bible, we see Moses. He was a mighty man in the hands of God. He was a mighty arrow in the hand of God. This arrow, he used inappropriately one day. Because of his anger, short temper, he killed this Egyptian God did not point out his point there God took it away to the medians he took it away far away and he policed him for years and years and years and years 40 years God policed him and now we see in the Bible we say that he is the meekest, he is the humblest person in the Bible. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God we serve. When we go through that sort of movement, let us accept that. Lord, you police me. Where that, you know, spot in my life, you take it away, the weaknesses. That's what God wanted to do. When we come under his shadow, he will police us. He will sanctify us through his words. That's what we read in the Bibles. That, And there's a lot of scriptures. He purify our heart and mind. And so that we can be signed like a pure gold. He wanted to purify. And let's this New Year's, let us accept his under, comes under his shadow. He, he doesn't forcefully text anybody. If he want to do, he can take forcefully. Like Jonah, God wanted him to go and preach in Nineveh. Even he escaped. God did. Ah, because he is the honors. He is the honors of, he is, is the authors of our time, our life, and our everything. He hold it. If he want to do, he can do forcefully. But when willingly we come, there is a great blessing. And same with Paul. You know, St. Paul, he was, God hold him. He was persecuting, he was killing Christian. But he made it. I will use you. And he changed him. Our God is a God. When we come under his shadow, he not only he rejoice, but he also police us. He also sharpen us and keep us in his quiver. When we read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 26 and 27, it says, To make her holy, cleaning her by washing with water through the word, and present had to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkles or any other blemish but to keep holy and blameless 
what god does to remove this saint he cleans us through his precious word he did because of his great love believe this year god is bringing you into his shadow by his word and by the spirit of that oil he apply and polishes us god removes all the stains so that we may be stainless and so that we may be shine god uses his word to correct us so that we may get his divine characters and at the end one more scripture i want to tell take and i want to exhort you this morning let let his mind be in us that we may become like him that if we commit to his policing he will also hide in his quiver not only he hide his quiver and he will in the right time he will use it and he will exalt us as his time at the right time let our prayer be today lord bring me under your shadow and police me lord and here the last scripture that i want to say and wanted to finish that psalm chapter 57 verse 1 psalmist david it says have mercy on me my god have mercy on me for in you i take refuge i will take refuge in shadow of your wings until this disaster has passed until this calamity has passed until this storm has passed until this destruction has passed psalmist is writing this is and where where he was that time he writing he is writing where soul wanted to kill him he was hiding in first samuel chapter 22 if you read he was hiding in a cave called adulam and there from there he writing until this calamity and there is the big story you would have known that story where Saul made a plan there is a festivity and there is a food there is a celebration so David will come to that celebration and he will sit in his seat so that and I will throw this javelin to him so that I will throw my spear to him the first day he did not appear that's okay and now second day he did not appear either he was so angry then when he find out because he angry and jealous that story is a pathetic story actually for this for one person that day he killed all the men not only men he killed all the women as well not only women all the children as well not only children he killed even animals as well for one man jealous that's why here psalmist is putting this words lord until this all this calamity all this destructions coming that you hid me as we are facing the world is not any more surplus the destruction the calamity of this sickness that's hovering around us let us take refuge in god 
and like david lord until all this calamity is gone all this sickness goes all this disease is gone hide me under your wings hide me under your shadow hide me lord this year that let that prayer be our prayer today if you believe that today let's all stand let's all cry to god as we face every day today people dying with these new sicknesses people you know lot of things happening in our world let us take refuge there is no seasons there is no good season anymore there is no seasons for anything we had a rainy season we had a cold season we had a all the season there is no season anymore any time anything could happen let's comes under this shadow of god and take refuge where he is going to give us joy and where he will bless us and he will sanctify and at the end he will use us until all this calamity over this year we have not announced anything as with our family emily and myself you know this sickness that few years comes in emily's body it is hunting it keeps coming and coming but we trust in god we have not told anybody we have not told anybody i have cried i have cried for her every day lord you will not do that i am under your wings i'm take refuge you will not put me to shame lord you have brought me far away country lord you will not take her away i'm take refuge in probably like this many of you which is hidden you might have not spoken to anybody you don't need to speak god in his secret place he wanted to police you through all that that you are going through today all that you have gone through last year god wanted to use you god wanted to rejoice you comes under his shadow let's all close our eyes let's meditate this words that we have heard today let's accept it as as god's words today hallelujah father god we thank you lord we come under your shadow lord god we thank you